Hubhopper Originals. We are are born free and equal free to walk and free to talk. Don't discriminate, learn to appreciate. So you don't have to imitate, don't be the one to hate. It's never too late. You got the right to life. Innocent to prove and guilty, you can say what you like. Gotta get the education, don't throw it away. Know your human rights, cause it can help you someday. Free and Equal podcast with United for Human Rights, Hubhopper, and Raindrop Media as Media Director. I'm your host, Fraser Scott, International Ambassador of United for Human Rights, wishing that while we may be physically locked down, isolated, and socially distanced, this podcast might spiritually release us, allow us to feel included, and bring us socially closer to each other. And as if in answer to that wish, a man answering the wishes of tens of thousands of those suffering, the corona warrior himself, an inspiration to a generation, India's real-life superhero, Sonu Sood. Welcome, Sonu. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I'd also like to welcome another hero, an actress who was awarded the Hero Award at the United Nations in New York last year for her work educating in total 100 million people about their human rights. The South Asia Ambassador of United for Human Rights, Sheena Chohan. Thank you. Thank you, Fraser. It was, of course, a teamwork. Welcome and congratulations, Sonu. Like the rest of the country, I've deeply admired your activities to help society in this time of crisis. And not a day has gone by where I haven't seen a tweet where you've saved or changed the life of someone in need. And it's literally been like a story from the Avengers or the Bible feeding the hungry and flying 350 people to safety. And then last week, giving a young woman back her ability to walk reminds me of the Superman quote. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Sunu Sood. <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you for being here. Sunu is someone who has really been providing help and free meals to those suffering the results of this virus. You know, you've picked up an appropriate right, which is the right to food and shelter for all. And I just want to read out the Article 25 of the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which states that everyone has the right to a standard of living good enough for the health and well-being of himself and of his family, including food, clothing, housing and medical care and necessary government services provided for the benefit of the community and the right to being free of danger in the event of unemployment, sickness, disability, loss of a husband, old age or other lack of money in circumstances beyond his control. Motherhood and childhood are entitled to special care and assistance and all children, whether born in or out of marriage, shall enjoy the same protection by the society. So, Sonu, why did you choose this right? When the, suddenly the lockdown happened, 
people knew that they didn't have any source of income and the first thing that you need is food to survive you can't go out you need food to survive for yourself for your children for your family members so i thought that's the first thing you need to supply because in, in lockdown lots of shops were closed lots of people were not allowed to go out so if i send food to everyone so at least they'll feel safe in that zone and i remember i started with 150 200 people to 500 in in that week and in in a week's time it grew to almost 45000 people we were serving every single day wow. and in in a span wow. of um, almost 120 25 days we served more than uh, 3 million meals amazing wow how the word spreads you know that everyone knows that okay if you're not getting any meals the best way is just call sonu and you'll get it and there's a big huge mall uh, which was shut because of the lockdown so the whole basement of the mall we converted into a godown kind of a place where the food kits were uh, made and we used to distribute and these people used to benefit out of it so i i feel when you have food so at least you feel okay okay you are in a safe zone and that's the first thing i chose to help uh, people great Brilliant. it's the most basic right i mean if you don't eat you die it's as simple as that yeah and that's the furthest extreme but also if you don't eat enough or the right food life is miserable right that's why people are tattooing sonu's face on their bodies and painting murals of him and even a mother named her new baby sonu sooth <laughs> that is so cool so let's go from super sonu to the supreme court of india this is is what the supreme court of india about the right says i quote the right to life includes the right to food the right to clothing the right to decent environment and a reasonable accommodation to live in the difference between the need of an animal and a human being for shelter has to be kept in view for the animal it is the basic protection of the body for a human being it has to be a suitable accommodation which would allow him to grow in every aspect physical mental and intellectual shelter for a human being is not only protection of his life and body it is home where he has opportunities to grow physically mentally intellectually and spiritually the right to shelter therefore includes adequate living space safe and decent structure clean and decent surroundings enough light pure air water electricity sanitation and other organized features like roads etc so as to have an easy access to this daily occupation the right to shelter therefore does not mean just a right to a roof over one's head but the right to all the facilities of society necessary to enable him to live and develop as a human being thank you sheena that's such an important statement so sonu what are the major issues facing the country today regarding food and shelter for all i remember when people were mobilized from their places they wanted to go back to their villages and different people came to mumbai so they thought they'll get trains their buses and also i remember there were thousands and uh, millions of people who were sleeping under those bridges on the railway platforms across the road all over you could just see people sitting every single part of the city not that that was a story of mumbai but i would say across the country they didn't have any place to stay I still remember there was a case in uh, I remember that day particular day Nisarga cyclone was supposed to hit Mumbai and there mm. were almost 250 people who were stranded under a flyover they were supposed to go to Assam they didn't have any food they didn't have any place to stay it was raining and they tagged me on a tweet that please sonu save us and we are almost 250 people we don't have any place to stay and we are in bad shape so i had sent the buses i had sent food for them they ate food they were very hungry and from there i moved them to very clean nice shelter homes in mumbai where we took care of them for four days till i 
arranged a flight for them to go back to Assam, to their native place. But those four days, they were staying in a very neat shelter home, food, everything was provided. So they felt very safe and they thought that, okay, now we are in the safe entry and we know that Sonu will make sure that we reach back to our loved ones. And, and I believe that, you know, when even all these migrants who wanted to go back to their families, shelter was one thing they needed. They never got a shelter here in the cities where they were working. So they were just walking thousands of kilometers to just reach their home so that they get a secure shelter where they can stay, where they can be with their loved ones. So I think that's a basic need, food and shelter. Like Gina said, you know, if we can give something, these two things to a needy, I think they, they feel themselves in a, a safe environment. That's right. It's the basic, basic right. Already life was so hard for these people. And now this crisis has spread, you know, like an evil curse. The virus may have spread, but Sonu has also spread his wings. The father of the daughter whose leg Sonu saved said, angels such as Sonu are difficult to find these days. And his daughter said, for me, Sonu, soothe is God. And I've decided that when I start earning, I will help the children who are deprived of education. So look at that, Sonu. It's just not good work that you've done. That good work is inspiring others to also do good work. Now, how impressive is that? Sheila, like they say, my mom, she was a professor in the college. She always used to say that uh, when you plan things, results don't happen. But when sometimes you just follow your heart and you go out to help others, the word follows you. I remember all these cases, like you talk, you're talking about the shelter. There was a uh, family in uh, Calcutta, in a place, small place called Jalpaiguri. You know, we, ma- we made a house for them, which yeah. will be ready for them by tomorrow. And and on the particular wow. case about the, the surgery that happened in, in Uttar Pradesh, you know, this was bedridden from past one, one and a half years. And many of them, uh, athlete players who were gold medalists in Commonwealth Games, there was a girl called Am- Amrit Palkor in Delhi. She got injured during a practice session and she was bedridden for the past six months with no one to take care of her. No money to get the surgery done. We got her surgery done. We got this girl progress surgery done. And and imagine an individual who's lying on the bed helpless when they can see that those dreams are not going to come true and they they feel that they are not going to hit back to those you know tracks to make the country proud. And they feel that nothing is going to happen in the future. And suddenly someone comes and helps you and the surgery is done and you're back on your feet. So that motivates you to help other you then you believe that okay sonu came for us now we have to go for someone else so i feel it's it's kind of a chain reaction that travels you just have to come forward hold someone's hand and then you'll see the whole world will hold each other's hands and it'll be a better place better world to live in definitely it's a chain reaction of good work such good work and let us do our good work by reading article 47 of the indian constitution and i quote the state shall regard the raising of the level of nutrition and the standard of living of its people and the improvement of public health as among its most important duties unquote Article 41 of the Indian Constitution says, I quote, the state shall, within the limits of his economic ability and development, take effective actions to provide the right to work, education, and to public assistance in cases of unemployment, old age, sickness, and disability, and in other cases of undeserved suffering, unquote. Thank you, Sheena. That's very clear. Sonu, why is it important people are aware of and stand up for the right to food and shelter for all? I believe that everyone realizes, like Sheena said, to get a proper education, to get a proper shelter, to get all those rights, living in these uh, small villages and smaller towns, is the right that everyone needs, deserves to get it. But hardly you will see people getting benefit out of it. 
there are no proper mm-hmm. schools in those small villages you know if the if the schools are there there are no proper teachers to teach it people are clueless how to take this forward i recently started this platform portal called pravasi rozgar in which i realized that when i was sending all these people back home to their villages i was asking them only one thing are you going to come back and everyone has said sir if i get some kind of job if i get a good living i'm going to come back so i realized that this is the most important thing that we need to do something for them and then i started making this portal called pravasi rozgar in which i thought no matter whether you're living in uttarakhand jharkhand bihar up in uh, mp any part of this country i will make sure you can get the kind of job you wanted what you deserve wow. if you don't know a particular thing in your life i we will teach you i tied up with nsdc which is a skill development program i tied up with many schools if you want to learn stitching we'll tell you how to stitch your clothes if you want to learn something about computers we'll teach you so i strongly believe we need to take this on our shoulders we need to take a responsibility on our shoulders okay we want to bring a change in an individual's life only one person's okay no no problem if every single individual thinks only they can change one life i promise you everything will change people need the support when i just started this program pravasi rozgar almost close to a million people connected with me in a week so imagine the kind wow. of need wow. that people want to do something in life they have that zeal to do something but they just need a platform they just need a guidance they just need a direction where we can teach them okay man this is the direction you go and you find your goals so i think that's what is required today yes definitely it's impossible to be at peace until other people are also at peace some people can sleep even through an earthquake but sonu has a big heart at the start of the migrant crisis i remember reading that you had sleepless nights but unlike the majority of society he actually decided to do something about it so let us see what the supreme court of india says the state has to do about it i quote the court is concerned to see that the poor those unable to provide for themselves and the weaker sections of the society do not suffer from hunger and starvation the prevention of the same is one of the prime responsibilities of the government whether central or the state mere schemes without any implementation are of no use what is important is that the food must reach the hungry unquote reading that quote from the supreme court makes me think of you know give a man bread and you feed him for a day but teach him to fish and you can feed him for life so no we had your dabang costa sonakshi sinha on our show and she rightly said that education is the way to handle so many problems and she's right education is a long term solution to this so that people never fall into position that they need to rely on these schemes and they come out of their poverty don't you think Yeah, of course yes right to education is very very important but i'll also tell you that the, the population of india is massive you know it's not Humongous. easy to make sure that every help every scheme uh, all the benefits reach out to the core of all these villages there are very it's very difficult to tell people that okay you have to try this and this will make a difference in your life i remember when i'm doing all this i'm i'm trying to educate people i'm going to get them some kind of jobs but now this pandemic has taught everyone okay this is not just about a, a daily routine that you go out you do your need you earn 300 500 bucks you come and feed your family there you have to think beyond that you have to think of a time of uh, something like this pandemic okay when everything will get shut down how are you going to survive that's a time when education intelligence your reach your exposure in life comes into picture and that guides you to sail through these difficult times 
and I am sure I tell all my friends, you see once this pandemic is over, you will have better times. You will have strong mindset. Stronger mindset with people will come with. So now, okay, we have gone through this difficult times. Now we are going to work hard and we have to equip ourselves in a better way so that we can face if anything like this happens again. So I have seen in the mindsets of people that people are ready to work towards it. Yes, it, that's right. It, we're coming out stronger after suffering. So, Sonu, what can be done to realistically make the right to food and shelter for all a fact? I feel the most important thing is in most of the houses, you just have one bed earner, okay, especially in all those villages where the culture of women staying at home is very much into force. We need to tell them, okay, every single individual in the family can work. There are norms, okay, she's a lady, she can't work, only the man has to go out and do it. I think the equality is very, very important. We teach them how to operate a mobile phone or a, a smartphone and how to use a bank account, how to open an account, how to do a saving, how a, even a married woman can go to a school and learn something new. And I think we need to just upskill them. That's the only way when you'll have more earning hands in the family, the quality of life will improve. You'll get better food, you'll get better shelter, you know how to survive all these things. But when whole family is dependent on one individual, that's the time then problems come, especially during this lockdown, when so many accidents happen. I'm in touch with almost 389 people. Uh, all these people uh, lost their lives on the highways when they were walking. So I got in touch with their families and I said, I want to support you somehow. You won't believe when mm -hmm. I used to ask them, okay, can you send me your um, bank account details or something, you know, where I can send... They were so scared. They said, no, no, some kind of uh, fraud will happen. So we can't share it. And I was not able to send them help. I want to mm -hmm. help them. But this is the kind of mindset they have, the kind of fear they have in their heads. Okay, only a, a common man can't help you. So then I had to send people mm -hmm. to those villages, meet them in person, get those heads of the villages and convince them, okay, we are there to help you. So that kind of mm -hmm. uneducation we, we see in our society when we see all those uneducated people, we know that these people are very hardworking, genuine souls. We just need to come forward and make them understand what life is. Imagine when all these people who died on the, those highways, imagine what their families are going to do when the sole bread earner of the family is no more. Is the wife is intelligent enough or equipped enough or is able to do something to earn the living for the kids? No, she's not. So there has to be a fallback that we need to train them for. That's a great idea because you instantly double the amount of people who are working, who are providing the food. So we better get into action, Sheena. Well, yes, but there is a need for all types of action. So we've made over 60 million Indians aware of their rights in the last few months. And our goal is 1.3 billion. Spreading awareness of basic rights helps create equality, like you said, the man and including the woman, both of them need to be empowered. Education in rights is the first step towards people receiving those rights. So the action we should take is to work even faster and harder at that, which with our new free online course at humanrights.com, I truly believe we are going to achieve. Now let's take a look at some of the good work the government has done regarding this constitutional right. In 2012, the Indian government passed the Right to Food Act, which aims to provide reduced price food grains to approximately 800 million people. Under this act, the central government must provide and states must distribute to each family below the poverty line 35 kgs of rice at 3 rupees per kg or wheat at 2 rupees per kg every month, while a household above the poverty line is entitled to 15 kgs at these prices. 
The midday meal scheme provides every child in a government school with a cooked midday meal of minimum 300 calories and 8 to 12 grams of protein each day of school for a minimum of 200 days. Thank you, Sheena. It's very important to know. So, Sonu, out of all the amazing things you've done, what has been the most effective to make a lasting change regarding the right to food and shelter for all that people listening at home can also do? I was fortunate enough to connect with all these people uh, on a one-to-one level when I was sending them through trains, buses, flights, and all. So, now what we realize is that you know this food, what uh, like Shina said, it it reaches to a lot of places, but we also need at least thirty to forty percent. people still get deprived of all these their needs their rights and how to make that awareness i think people from the core only sometimes i won't be able to reach those levels or you guys won't be able to reach but i think people from the core of these societies who are actually the real sufferers they should come forward and they should be a part of our team to send that message across okay you deserve this you need to be provided all these benefits that the government has made to reach you and i feel you know a lot of people are not aware and when i go to all these small places like jharkhand and bihar now we have seen because of the floods and all you know what kind of you know, problems uh, people are facing half of the people are still deprived they are not aware of it so i think like like i said you more education mm-hmm. program where we can make them aware of it the the reach has to be there the reach can only be there when people from that particular core family or that core society can come forward and be the leaders to make sure that it reaches to the nucleus of every village then only it can happen otherwise no matter how much help we send them if it's not going to reach the right person it's it's not you know that's why i came on uh, roads connecting with all i would have signed a check to some kind of ngo or someone you know that okay you just do give them food give them shelter but i said no i have to make sure that i give food to each and every one personally i make sure that each and one uh, single person reaches back to their villages on their own so that's why i had to spend those 18 20 hours every single day on the road so i feel is it's not just the schemes that are going to do the wonder it's an individual who makes everyone know about those schemes how to get them how to benefit out of it Yes that's right it's awareness definitely but it's also about taking action you get depressed seeing all this suffering out there but if you're busy helping people you don't have time to get depressed helping makes you happy right i'm the happiest when i'm busy spreading awareness of basic rights when i see someone's life change for example when they understand that they don't have to accept their rights being violated that's when i feel a satisfaction of knowing that i had a positive effect on the world so let's look at the positive effects of the right to food act which promises pregnant women new mothers and malnourished children receive their daily free cereals another part of that act is the integrated child development scheme which says that the state must give children up to 6 years of age 300 calories and 8 to 10 grams of protein adolescent girls are due 500 calories and 20 to 25 grams of protein pregnant women and nursing mothers are due 500 calories and 20 to 25 grams of protein and malnourished children are due 600 calories and 16 to 20 grams of protein and the national family benefit scheme states that below the poverty line families receive 10000 rupees within 4 weeks if the primary breadwinner of the family dies that's a really good way of ensuring everyone is fed as long as it's efficiently carried out that's a good law so thank you sheena sonu do you have any stories of your own about the importance of food and shelter for all when i was sending people back home on these trains these trains don't stop on the stations there were no mid halts just one halt in a journey of 30 hours and imagine all these poor guys who were on the roads 
they're not carrying food with them for two days, three days. And when sometimes a, a train gets late as per the schedule, they don't have water, they don't have food. There were almost 80 people who died in these trains while traveling because of hunger and because they got sick. 80 people. And imagine someone dying because of food. I remember yeah. I took the task of sending food on these trains. We were supplying food on every single train. So if mm-hmm. a train which travels from Mumbai and goes to a particular city, I remember there was a halt at a station called Ratlam, for example. I made sure that every single, all the people from our group were there to supply them food, to supply them water, to supply them snacks, some kind of a thing so that they don't feel hungry when they're traveling. When we used to board them on buses, when we used to board them on trains, we used to give them extra water, extra food. Okay, just keep on having it. Mm. It was so, so important. I tell you, initially, even no one was aware that what kind of process is going on. No one was aware whether they're going to get food midway or not. There were no pantry coupes in the train attached. So where's the food going to come? Then They haven't cooked food for all these 2,400 people who have boarded the train. So then when we, when we found that cause that, okay, we have to board them, every single train that left any part of the country, we made sure we send them food. We loaded the wow. tra- uh, trains, we loaded the buses with fruits, tra- food, water, and then all that problem stopped. My idea was just we need to identify the problem, where the problem is. Okay, everyone needs food. We know that. But there has to be someone who has to give you food. So I totally believe Mm -hmm. that we know the rights. We know that people have to do it. But I have faced these difficulties or problems on a personal level. I remember sometimes we had to delay the trains because the food was still on its way. And my train, the the guard used to say, should we leave? I said, no, stop for a half an hour, 30 minutes, no problem. Because these guys are going to travel. Train can wait for 30 minutes, but I don't want them to travel hungry for almost two days. And then they used to wait. We used to load the train with food and then they used to go safe and sound. And all the people who reached back to their homes in Bihar and UP and they used to call us, send those messages. Thank you so much, sir. You gave us so much of food. We were very happy and all. I think that's the thing. You have to find a way to help them. Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listening to you makes me want to do more. I mean, how can you enjoy the food in your fridge with a clear conscience if you haven't done what you can to ensure other people are also eating? Right. And United for Human Rights surveyed headmasters of government schools in Delhi and found that the biggest problem was that half of the children are so poor that they have problems including malnourishment, meaning that they can't concentrate in class because they're not well fed. Already, the best part is. And Sheena, they are not aware yeah. that why are they not able to focus? Why are they not able to uh, yes. work hard? They, 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 they don't know. They don't know what protein is. They don't know what cereals taste like. They don't know what mm-hmm. milk is. There's nothing. You know, recently, I remember one and a half, two years ago, I was associated with a brand. And I said, we have to provide all these proteins, all these supplements to all those villages. And almost close to 30 million people we provide in those uh, almost four to wow. six months, you know, right. all those villagers, those interiors, and they were very happy. And for them, that was like some alien food that has come to that. Okay, are we supposed <laughs> to eat this? Yes, you're supposed to. That's going to make a difference. So I think that's what we are discussing. It's not, uh, they don't know that something like this exists. And already they are at such a disadvantage, but their hunger when they turn up at school further prevents them from benefiting from their education. So the last relevant law that I want to read out is for the least privileged in society, the Scheduled Castes and the Tribes Prevention of Atrocity Act, which says, which we've edited this for clarity, that if any non-scheduled caste or scheduled tribe member wrongfully occupies or uses for crops any land in the possession of a member of a scheduled caste 
or a scheduled tribe or gets his land or water taken from him. That means if anybody takes their land or their water away from these scheduled tribes, the person who takes it away shall be imprisoned for no less than six months or as much as five years and fined. I mean, it's interesting that this law exists, Sonu, but how much of this is implemented because you see how the scheduled castes are treated. I totally uh, agree with Sheena. I know this law exists, but how many actually enjoy that? It is really implemented, especially in few places, fewer states like Bihar and UP, you see a lot of problems like these. Yes, they have got an edge of getting all these things. Enjoy that thing, but they, they can't because, you know, there are a lot of caste systems, there are a lot of uh, people are not aware of their rights. And like I said, you know, what uh, you guys are doing, bringing that awareness, it's just about awareness of your rights, okay? I've been given this right, I can enjoy this right, and I, I should benefit out of it. Half of the people, I would say five out of ten people, they are not aware, or if they are aware, they are mm-hmm. not, they don't know how to make use of it. So I think that that's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, knowledge that needs to be given to these guys. Exactly. Awareness. And that's our goal. Yeah. And thank you for contributing and being on board with us. That helps make that awareness as a first step possible of reaching out to as many people we can. All right. So that's the end of the time consuming laws to listen to. Now it's time to put you on your toes like the action movie star you are. Rapid fire round start. So what is the first image that comes to your mind when you think of food and shelter for all? The first image that comes, I, th- I think the smile, you know, if, if you have a food ah. and a shelter, the first thing that comes is smile. If you have a smiling face, yeah, they have a food, they have shelter. Great. <laughs> Who's your human right hero and why? My only hero, whether you talk about human rights or other thing, I think uh, Mother Teresa was one person who uh, mm-hmm. religiously worked for the society and was always a... Uh, a hero for us, if you could walk on those steps, what she did for the country. Exactly. What animal best represents food and shelter for all? I would say a dog is my favorite animal. I would say food and shelter because he depends on us. He depends on the shelter that we give. Even if it's a pet dog or a stray dog, if you just give a little food to them, they, they will come behind you. They'll walk behind you. They'll like to stay with you. So I think it's a beautiful relationship that a human stay, uh, shares with the dog. And you just give them food and uh, they'll find their own shelter uh, in, in, in your house. Exactly. Hmm. What film best represents food and shelter for all? For me, is I would say Swadesh. So that's one of very, course. very special film. Yeah. Definitely. End of rapid fire. So, last question from me. Do you have a message of hope for our listeners in these difficult days? I just want to tell everyone, before this pandemic, I used to help others. I used to go out of my way to help others. And I thought that was I was doing something right and I was doing good in my life as a human being. But during this pandemic, I discovered a new Sonu Sood. I discovered there's nothing that is impossible. You can do more than you ever dream in your life. And I was never trained. I was never equipped. I never knew any formula to help all these people, migrants. And I was able to send one and a half lakh people to their homes. I, I was wow. not equipped to get people stranded in different parts of the country. But I was able to get people, uh, medical students, uh, individuals from places like Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Russia, Georgia, Philippines. I had never been to these countries. And I was able to help them get back. My only message to all, all people is when I can get 18,000, 20,000 people stranded abroad back to my homeland, when I can send one and a half lakh people back to the countries, when I can, when I can, when I can go out of the way to help, you know, I, I just started, which I definitely wanted to mention. I saw you, sorry, I forgot about it. 
I started this one hashtag, which is called adopt a patient. Every single individual, mm -hmm. whether you're a doctor, whether you're an individual, whether you're a teacher, anyone, they should adopt one patient in your life once a month. There are so many doctors who came in front. They said, okay, every throughout our life, we'll do one surgery free of cost. And uh, you know, just send us a patient, tell us, or we'll do it. And, you know, wow. imagine if one, every single individual adopts one patient in their life, no matter mm -hmm. small, big, to, to the best of your capabilities, this this country, this world will be a different place to live in. So my yeah. request to everyone is do what you believe. And I promise you, there is a superhero in you. Just try to reinvent yourself. Just try to find that superhero. And the day that superhero comes out of you, you will see all these years that you have lived was not really worth. That is the real worth will come. You will identify yourself. You will introduce to you'll get introduced to yourself. Okay, this is me. I got introduced to myself all these years after so many years. And I think all those smiling faces and those hands from the windows give me more happiness than a blockbuster movie. So I think everyone should come forward and believe in these four letters, which is H-O-P-E, hope. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, amazing. So, That's so, so beautiful. And you set an example where you inspire the people that something can be done about it and be the change you wish to see. Do something about mm -hmm. it. That is what you have actually today set as the superhero within you, unleashing that. I now, love that. Mm, Fraser has my favorite question of the day. Sonu, what would the future be like if the right to food and shelter for all was 100% followed? I say this world will be the best place ever to live in. You just see people smiling all their lives. Just food and shelter, <laughs> if they get, you will see, uh, I think this world will become like heaven, you know. There you see those smiling faces and you see the kind of progress this world will make when you have those millions of brains who, who are equipped, who are really worth helping and bringing the change in the society, they never get a chance because they're not getting the right food, right shelter. And how will you expect them, their minds to work towards the betterment of the society? And imagine those extra millions of brains when they'll come forward for this world. This world will be the best place ever. What a dream. India is already the most colorful, musical and friendly country in the world. So and if, if everyone's bellies were, were full so that they could fulfill their true creative potential, I think every day here would be like stepping into the set of a super hit song from a blockbuster which honestly has been what this talk with you has been like Sonu you are a living walking blockbuster your box office results are number of Indians fed and sheltered and all your reviews are five stars with flowers thrown at your feet from the nation and I must say that this conversation has given me food for thought and made me even more hungry to help our fellow man but unfortunately it's time to leave the shelter this friendly chat has given us because we've reached the end of our podcast thank you so much so much to learn from you guys also today and uh, it's really a pleasure uh, connecting with you and thank you so much for uh, bringing this change in the society thank you son that's so nice of you thank you sheena i'd like to end by letting you know united for human rights provides free online human rights courses as well as delivers free curriculums to any school or university in the world please go to humanrights.com forward slash course and start a course and tell any school or university you know to order their free curriculum. It's been so inspiring to hear Sonu's stories, but now we want to hear yours. Please record a maximum 90 second video with stories of your points of view 
struggles and successes to do with the right to food and shelter for all, and we'll upload them on our YouTube channel. And send us your food and shelter for all artworks, drawings, poems, paintings, etc. We're running a contest to show our favorite chosen stories and artworks on the screen at the United Nations in New York next year. Email your videos and art to Fraser at the rate humanrights.com. That's F R A S E R at the rate humanrights.com. Lastly, if you want to help spread awareness of basic rights and equality, get in touch. We need all the help we can get. Thank you again, Sonu, for your inspiring words. Thank you so much. Human rights define the word equality. If we don't respect and love each other, we're just living a lie. Because united starts with you and I. You feel me? free to prance and what i'm saying gotta keep it together no matter how bad the weather it will be all right keep it tight because we all got our freedom rights every day from the night to the broad daylight don't discriminate learn to appreciate so you don't have to imitate don't be the one to hate it's never too late you got the right to life, innocent to prove it guilty, you can say what you like, gotta get the education, don't throw it away, know your human rights, cause it can help you someday. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट